Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Welcome Ice back, Cream Parlor. <laughs> the Ice Cream Parlor. What did he just I say? I don't know. I don't know. You confused me because I was taking the lead, and then you did something. What did something. you even say? I said Ice Cream Parlor, parlor or something. I put a C in there. I, Parkour! Because you made this noise that I was just like, what? And it I just threw me off. Yeah, what did you just do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where was, we're going here. You know what? I think it was the devil because I saw the devil. Did you? No, that's just the movie that we were watching this week. I saw the devil, but I did not see the... The de- not the devil. Deputies? <laughs> Look, um, man. Hold on. Let me drink some more. Yeah, let me drink some more. I got a nice IPA right here for me today. I just spilled it on myself. Way to go. <laughs> So I saw the devil. When? Today. Yesterday. You don't even remember. I do remember. I see him quite often. Apparently he's my dad. No, your dad thinks I'm the devil. No, my dad thinks <laughs> I'm the devil's son, which would infer that either he's the devil or that... Or your mama got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So. Today we are talking about 2010's I Saw the Devil. It's a Korean film directed by Ji Won Kim. I am going to give a disclaimer up front. I'm not going to remember anybody's name because they're all hard to pronounce and very similar. And I'm sorry, I just, you know, I'm just going to call it like I see it, if that's okay. Thanks for that bit of um, racism. (laughs) um the movie i saw the devil uh it is basically a secret agent set on revenge i think it's a actually i have a very special place in my heart for uh korean horror movies i I love korean horror movies. yeah i think they're fantastic now you know how when i debate you sometimes on whether it's a horror movie or not they're always a horror movie this one is they're fucking nuts yes this one it's like a perfect korean slasher Mm. slash revenge flick this Um, movie is like it's great it's it's like oh my gosh this movie is fucking crazy it's like torture porn slash I hate your eyeballs kind of movie. Like (laughs) this movie is an attack to your senses. It's fucking gory. Yeah. It's no holds barred and it's Korean. Um, it is. And it does. And it kicks off like pretty much right away, you know? Yeah. So opening scene, it's opening scene. Okay. So hold on. Really, 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 really quick. It is starring Lee Byun Hun and he plays, is he the the secret agent? The secret agent. Secret agent. He's a secret man. agent. Asian agent man. Oh, the secret Asian man. Yeah, and uh, co-starring uh, Choi Min Sik, who is the beloved old boy. Old boy. Old yep. boy. This is yep. the old boy motherfucker. The yep. original, not the fucking remake, which I didn't even bother to see. So I probably am talking shit for no reason. But fuck that shit. Um, old boy was old one boy, of the uh, one of our all time favorite films favorite, yeah. in this podcast and in our personal lives. Old boy, he, he played he played Day. What was his name? Dai. Hold on, let me see if I, I can don't know, like S U N maybe. I don't uh, know. I don't want to answer because Day Su Day Su Day Su Oh Oh right, right? yeah yeah Day Su Oh yeah. 
Um, and he, in that movie, he was the victim. In this movie, he most certainly is not. He completely switches roles. Yeah, he is. He plays the devil. The, I guess the, right? the devil in human form. He is a murderer. He is a rapist. He is maybe not a cannibal. Maybe that's the one thing he isn't. Well, he was teetering on it. He I was mean, teetering on cannibalism. Spoiler alert! Obviously, we're going to get into we'll that. We'll get part, into it. But- but he is such a vile character. And this actor, Choi Min Sik, is phenomenal. Yeah, he does great. I fucking love him. He does great. Like, this, he leaves, this movie leaves you wanting to take a shower afterwards because it's so fucking gross. <laughs> yes. And his portrayal of the serial killer character, um, Jang, Yang Kyung. Chul, I'm trying my best. Uh, Yang Kyung Chul um, is amazing. Mm, like yeah. it is what he is the devil. Like he is a devil in human form. If he believes in the devil, he, he, he is him in this movie. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like I think Richard Ramirez, for example, might be a little bit more of like the devil than this guy would be if you were to really like scale it out right did i tell you i watched that that uh richard ramirez serial killer documentary thing that was recently like maybe last year or something yeah yeah and um i was fine with it because it was all information i already knew but at the very end of that move of that documentary they do like this close-up of a picture of him staring right into the camera and that image alone like I felt like I felt like my soul was being ripped out of my body. Like I shuddered and then I had to turn the TV off. Like it was that was an intense. Right. He was yeah. he's like he the epitome is, of pure evil. Yeah, pure yeah. fucking evil. Um, but this is pretend and this is like candy coated devil. Let's just Yeah. Say. Well, I, I just think I think like like I said, they're on a different level, like the Ramirez type is like really hard. Well, like ex- this guy, I think he had this we don't really know what his urge what, uh, was. Like, why did he kill? Like, we don't, which I think is great. We don't need all that backstory. We don't need all the backstory. We just need to see what the fuck he, he did and what this... the fuck happens to him. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, it was actually, I think this movie was based on an actual serial killer in uh, South Korea. And he was called the Raincoat Killer. Mm-hmm. And his crimes were in the early 2000s. And it ranged from uh, like petty theft to cannibalism, to assault, to rape, to murder, to peddling child pornography. Like, he was the raincoat killer. And so I wonder it, why they call him the raincoat killer. Did he get caught in a rain? Maybe it was monsoon season. He was wearing a raincoat when he got caught? I don't know why they called him the raincoat killer. But he, but he did um, mainly uh, victimize uh, sex workers and elderly women. That really sucks. Yeah. Pick on somebody your own size. Well, I don't know how big they were or how small he was. Anyway, this movie is is fucking great. I'll go watch it. I'll I'll try not to do too many spoilers. I'm not going to go into the to the gory details because that's like the best part of the movie. This movie literally pulls no punches. No. Not well, literally, obviously. We can <laughs> maybe say at least that again in the beginning, it does start off with some boobs and some blood, which is again Boobs and blood, those are our favorite. Precursors for a great horror movie. Absolutely. So the movie star uh, starts 
this woman, um, the character, what was her name? Well, um, again, that's going to be your department. She was a nice uh, okay. girl so, who was stranded in her vehicle because she had a flat tire. Yeah, her name was Jang Ju Yoon. 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 And she was stranded on the side of the road heading to an orphanage that yeah. she was visiting. In, in like a snowy kind of climate, And it was right? snowy climate, yeah. And um, her, she had a flat tire. So this helpful gentleman offers to help her fix her flat tire. But she's on the phone with her secret agent man, boyfriend, mm-hmm. or fiancé. Yep. And he's telling her, just wait for the tow truck. The tow truck's on his way. On the, anyway. And so sends the guy on his way, but he sends the helpful guy on his way. He does not listen. I'm not going to spoil the scene because it is a great opening scene. But he does end up killing her. He kills her in the snow. And it ends up being serial killer uh, Jiang Kyun Chul. Yeah. Now, it might just, I don't know if this is saying too much or not. I know you're trying not to spoil the movie. But in my head right now, at this moment, I'm thinking this is a setup. Like, I'm thinking that mm-hmm. he is trying to get rid of his wife basically right because he's they're on the phone and it's um right before this guy shows up they're they're being all cutesy and he's singing to her but he's like in this very serious secret yeah, agent when, job. They, when the guy and- <laughs> walks in he stops singing he's like oh yeah like, yeah guns and drugs yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very cute and i i myself suspicious of absolutely everyone at all times was also like mm, this is a setup but then i thought maybe uh, later on i thought maybe it was a setup like to get her killed because somebody else wanted him and he was marrying her or whatever. Anyway. I thought it was a setup for a, quite some time. Yeah. Like until he, he until shows he started his grieving. Yeah. yeah, shows his true colors and starts going after people. I really thought it was a setup. Yeah. Well, so he kills no, he so actually he doesn't kill her. He he abducts her mm-hmm. and takes yeah. her off to her to his place. Yeah. And strips her, probably rapes her and decapitates her right but not before finding out a few things that she's knocked up correct yes and let's go ahead and say that this is probably one of, i would say the top three decapitation scenes that we've seen in the movies we've watched for this podcast so far wouldn't you i don't know i mean the omen decapitation yes, scene is i up love there, that decapitation scene but this one was pretty this was a very gory death and i pretty good you know i'm not really very emotional, but this movie, as gory as it was, as horrific as it was, it really touched me in an emotional way because these actors are so good. Like, we, we'll we get to it, but as both characters, the bad guy and the good guy, like, you feel their emotions and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Or I was ovulating, one or the other. It's a, it's a, all of the stars align in this kind of movie because not only are the actors doing so well, but the movie's shot fantastically. Correct. The director is direct, like just even the opening scene, which we didn't really go into, the way you, you know, you're seeing the view of like the, the car driving in the rear view mirror and a mm-hmm. lot. There's a lot that is, it's is fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderfully directed and filmed it, it's a great but you know what oh when you put this movie on i didn't like we watched this movie blind like we did not know what the synopsis was we just turned it on i was and th- sorry i was thinking that this was a m night Sh- Shyamalan movie because he has a movie i think that says something about the devil or something i think it's an elevator oh. movie or whatever the uh, devil oh, yeah. inside it's, or I think something it's called like devil 
Oh, yeah, or maybe just called Devil. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that one. It's it's a good movie. For some um, reason, I well, was no, it's getting not a confused. good movie. It's it's an interesting movie. Yeah, well, for, and for, I don't know why, but when we were pressing play or turning it on or when we picked this movie, for some reason in my head, that's the movie I was associating with. And then when I saw it was a Korean movie, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is totally the opposite of what I was thinking. Well, I thought when you put this movie on, because again, no synopsis, nothing. We just hit play, right? And the opening scene is this woman in the car waiting you know, in the snow and talking about an orphanage. I almost made you turn the movie off because do you remember there was that one movie I don't oh, remember yeah. the name yeah, I that found I refused it. to watch again. What is it called? Well, I forgot what name it was, but I did find it, and yeah. I'll, I can find it again if you want. Me to. I thought that that's what it was because you mentioned orphanage, even though the movie is actually about a school for the disabled mm-hmm. um, and sexual abuse there, um, and not about an orphanage at all. But for some reason in my mind, I'm like orphanage. Maybe they're talking about the school. Oh, my God. And I immediately was like, oh, fuck this shit. So I was already uneasy as the movie started. Thankfully, it wasn't a, it wasn't that movie. Yeah. I, I don't want to watch that movie again. No. No, it was. The, the, I might the, have to check it out. The one problem with days. that movie, it wasn't like gory. It wasn't scary or anything. But there's this one scene where the, a teacher or a principal or something is sexually assaulting one of the students. And the student is like a prepubescent girl. Like she's like maybe seven or what does like, that mean? She's she like hasn't five got to seven. Yet? She hasn't hit puberty yet. Okay. Um, but she's like thing. five to seven or whatever. But she's a young girl and he's sexually assaulting her and he's like on top of her raping her. And it's, it looks too real for me. And it's very triggering for me. So I uh, absolutely cannot watch that again. Yeah, yeah. They definitely have the ability to push the envelope a lot in Korean movies, especially, but also just in general, a lot of the Asian horror slash uh, kind of thriller Well, movies. yeah. I mean, you know I love me some Tokyo Gore Police. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. So um, so this is a revenge flick now. It's at a revenge this point. film. Absolutely. And it's a reverse revenge film because usually it's a woman gets raped and she goes on a shooting spree, you know, like the movie Revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this movie, so okay, she's killed. She got killed the fuck up in mm-hmm. a very sad killed way. The fuck killed the fuck up. up. But we don't know where she is. We know that her family's looking for her. Her fiance is looking for her. But who finds her? This little boy walking down in, in some embankment finds a plastic bag with an ear in it. Right. And they call the police, they search the grounds, and they find her severed head in the river. Mm-hmm. I think, I, and I know that you don't like when I go back to the details, but I do think that we kind of, uh, the decapitation scene hasn't happened yet. I don't. She gets decapitated, but we didn't see it yet in the movie. Right, the um, decapitation comes on another victim. Happens later yeah. on another victim, yeah. I just wanted to clear that up because I'm sitting here knowing that I was wrong and I'm sure some listener out there might correct me. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so yes. we also find out that her father is a chief of police, mm-hmm. and he has to recuse himself because he's a fucking mess. Not only that shit, but oh my fucking god, they get her head and and they put it in a box to hide it. But then the guy carrying the box, he drops trips, it, falls, and the head rolls off, and all the media taking pictures of it. Oh yeah, my god! Both, but um, the, the dad and. The fiance see that. Yeah, they but and their tears are like they're not like sobbing, sobbing, but they're 
crying. And I hate watching older men cry. It makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah. It makes me just yeah. so sad. Yeah. I'm still at this moment thinking that the uh, husband, fiance or whatever, I'm sorry, is uh, still in on it. Yeah. No, we think he's still on it for a while. But anyway, so we we know that they do the, the funeral services and everything. You know, culturally, I don't know it all there. I, I, I'm not familiar with it whatsoever, actually. Um, but they go through the process, the grieving process, and they're still in the grieving process when we catch up to the, um, the secret agent fiance going to his boss and saying, I need a week to grieve or something like that. And um, he's like, take all the time you want, whatever. But he, the secret agent guy, ends up going to his would-be father-in-law's house and they plot. They right. know the police has narrowed it down to these four people and these four people, one of them did this to her. Right. And he says, go get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so and- he he goes down the list and the first guy wasn't it. But that didn't stop this guy from hammering his nuts. He got a monkey wrench to his nuts. I mean, he got his ass whooped while he was in the middle of jerking off, basically. Like, he didn't even get to finish. Yeah. He gets uh, whooped with the electrical cord and, and like, uh, choked out or some shit. That poor guy. He didn't even do it. Now... This is. I know. We, I, I'm actually happy that they didn't give much of a backstory. But mm-hmm. this guy, the the killer, was one of the suspects, which means he must have had some history of well, doing yeah, something so they to must be have, on the list. Yeah, they must have been uh, like the known, like either rapists or the yeah or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because these women were assaulted in such a way that maybe they just looked at the violent, right, violent sex offenders yeah. or something. Yeah. But whatever it was, they listed those four suspects, one down, hammer balls, and then um, three to go. Yeah, the second one he gets, I think he glosses over that pretty quickly. Well, the He's like a motorcyclist. One, yeah, he hits him with his car. Yeah. <laughs> but the third one, there's two more left. And um, there's two suspects left. And Secret Agent Man is like, it's got to be this old boy guy. And for some reason, he's just drawn to him. And he goes and he searches for him. He searches for him at his home where his parents are. We find out that he's a deadbeat dad. He left his son with his parents. He doesn't check in on them, nothing. He doesn't take care of them whatsoever. Yeah. And um, But the son knows that where his dad lives. And the secret agent man is able to get that information from him. Yeah. He goes, inspects the house, and finds... All these souvenirs from the women he's killed. Yeah. It's a file cabinet full of purses and personal items. So what do you think? And he's looking through it to see if he recognizes the bras, the purses, Mm -hmm. the whatever, the watches, whatever. And then he sees that there's another door. He goes through the door and in the drain. So first of all, the door goes into like this concrete kind of open area, kind of like a warehouse. And there's red. It's stained with red, like blood stains on the floor. Now, he walks in and he sees on the drain pipe that there's something shiny. He mm-hmm. pulls it out and it's his fiance's engagement ring. ring. Yep. What do you think it is about um, killers keeping the souvenirs? Oh, it's their trophies. But they don't seem to, like, they seem to keep them most of the time in plain sight. You know, It's like- their trophies. It's a compulsion. It's how they can revisit what they've done without going to 
like for example the grave which or 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 where the crime was committed it is a tie to the act the violent act that they did so it's it it's the trophy it allows them to remember to have that connection to it to own a piece of the person that they destroyed so i get that part but why not like wouldn't you think that they would keep it hidden or in more of a secure spot rather you mean than like, like dexter a- I guess I don't remember Dexter that much, but I obviously a lot of people have been watching this Dahmer series, and I noticed that that was also one of the reasons why, you know, he ended up getting caught because he had souvenirs and things, you know, that he couldn't get they rid of. Usually have souvenirs. Yeah, but like high, I feel like you should hide them in a better place. One right? shouldn't do it in the first place. <laughs> but yes, if somebody were to do it, they should hide it. And for the most part, I think they do, um, in some way. I don't like so do you remember we were watching the show The Patient and that guy's a killer and he yeah. puts the wallets inside of a box inside of his closet. Mm-hmm. It's not the most hidden, but it's out of plain sight. Yeah. It's just what they do. I don't know. I bet you there's a bunch of good people. I mean, not good people. I'm sorry. There's a bunch of how do I say this? Expert serial killers who haven't got caught because they are able to hide their trophies better. It's not just about the trophies. It's about a whole other a bunch of other stuff like if you got caught with something your information is in the system somewhere uh your dna is in the system somewhere. like the golden state killer they caught him because he had a familiar dna match in some kind of those ancestry or oh right that was something that happened recently i think right yeah yeah well a couple a few years ago and then you know there was the serial killer here in california uh that they caught last week Last week, they caught a serial killer? Yeah, he was killing Latino men. Oh, right. Yeah, you mentioned that. I don't I don't know. I have I didn't uh y- we only get our news from like the phone sources these days. I remember you told me about it briefly, but I didn't uh know how I bad of a serial killer. I subscribe to the New York Times was. and the LA Times. I get my news thrown at me at all times. Are you a serial killer if you kill two victims? I think you have to kill them in a series and I think it's 3. At least 3. I think so. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I'm not a serial killer. I know. Neither am I. That's why I'm asking. I know <laughs> nothing about that. But back to the movie. He finds the ring. Oh, my gosh. What an emotional scene. The way he just breaks. Like, his soul breaks. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the emotions of this. Is, yeah. But so he knows who it is. He right. knows who he it knows is. He knows who it is. I, I, and the police find out at the same time because he's not letting the police do their job. He's going after revenge. Those police find him at the same time. And and they they are going to because this guy is a fucking school bus driver. He's a school bus driver who has this crazy like we you kind of graze over it. This is like a murder death torture room that he has back here. That, Correct. You know, it's like uh, kind of like Saw, you know, uh well, I don't know. Not that not, it's not. kind of like um No, I'm thinking of something else. Um Hostel. That's what I was thinking. Kind of, of. like hostel. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um not in the same way, but in the same like ambiance. Yeah, and the fact that you've got a room that's sort of set up for this. There's a drain, there's, there's a, a water guillotine. pipe. There's yeah, there's a fucking <laughs> guillotine in this room. You know? Yeah, okay, but the police are onto him. This guy already has found him. Now he finds him and puts um, a tracker on his school bus. Instead of capturing him, he allows him to remain free. The police are looking for him, but by the time they get to the school, he already has a school bus 
full, full of, kids. Of, of of teenage girls. Yeah. He actually has the decapitation victim before the, the girls. Right, right. And, uh, a that's random where, woman on the waiting for a bus. Yeah, another poor girl who's just waiting out in the snow somewhere right. or whatever. But I just wanted to mention that because that was the decapitation scene that I thought was worthy of a top three almost. I, yeah. I, I, be- I believe so. It was a good scene. It was a very good scene. Like these these murders are so graphic. Right. When he beats that lady with the pipe in, in the car, it's yeah. like. And he doesn't even shy away from it. He's just like, the way hold he, on. Let me look for my pipe. The way he puts it on the center console and she just looks at it like. He's like, what, well, you never fuck? seen one of these before? Yeah. <laughs> Wham! And they do. I don't know. The special effects are really good because I mean, it really looks <laughs> They're just like real victims, and they just filmed it all. <laughs> maybe you know, <laughs> the laws are different in other countries. That's why you you're against me watching uh, the Serbian film. No, not Serbian film. Um, Which I think we should watch that. Uh, Sa- Salo. Yeah. Salo. What is it? Salo. One hundred and twenty days. One hundred twenty days Sa- of Sodom or something like that. Yeah. Or Gomorrah. That, that that's a uh, yeah that one's kind of disgusting too yeah because it just feels too real yeah yeah kind of yeah. like that film that i don't want to watch anymore like i don't ever want to watch right. it this, yeah. this just seems too real yeah so but the um but he has these the girls and one of them falls asleep on the bus and he kidnaps her takes her to this random location it looks like it's a greenhouse and he is um He's he, basically he going to do the, the... He's going to rape her. Yeah, he's going to do the, the worst thing her. you can imagine right now. Yeah, he's going to do all of that. Yeah. and um, But Secret Agent Man comes and finds him. And she gets away. He kicks his fucking ass. Yeah, this like, is a great fight scene. Ass. Even though it's more of a one-sided fight. fight. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> but in the... Like, this guy is like 20 years older than the secret agent man out of shape, but always has a weapon. So he is able to fight back, even though this guy is a secret agent man. Yeah. He doesn't get any licks in that's for sure, but he gets, and he, and he gets his ass. What now he doesn't get turned in. What happens is secret agent man is like, I'm a fuck you up. I'm a, Fuck you up, motherfucker. I was confused about that, though, and because he, he's already got him. Like, why not just... Because he he promised his fiance at her gravesite that he would make the person responsible feel all of the pain that she felt. Okay. Right? So that's why he was doing that. And oh. so what he, the, what he was doing was he was capturing this guy... Letting him go, kicking his ass again, putting him in a different location, and doing it all over again so that each time he fucked up and tried to do something to somebody, he captured him, kicked his ass, either stabbed him, broke something, cut something off, whatever it was, and just made him feel pain over and over again. What he, what um what old boy doesn't know is that. In the first instance, in this greenhouse scene, he, um, the secret agent man makes him swallow a tracking device. Mm-hmm. So tracking and like an audio device because he can hear him as yeah. well too. Yeah. So no matter where he runs, he knows he's got him. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, so, but but that's where I'm like, you've already got him. Like you don't have to let him go. Letting him go, even though you have the tracking device, it still seems like. 
You're giving him oh, a shot? Super irresponsible because the first thing he does when he wakes up is he kills two guys in a taxi. Albeit these two guys in the taxi were already kidnapping a guy that they had in their trunk. Like it was already a they shady were basically scene, killing this, a killer. This, they, right? Yeah, they were like him basically. Yeah, they, correct. Yep. They were going to ride around, pick up hitchhikers, and probably... You were probably going to kill, kill him. Or, or, or hate them, too. Right. But he kills them, steals the car, and because he was injured, yeah. he goes to an, a doctor's office. Yeah. But another great scene of phenomenal camera work. When mm-hmm. he does the stabbings, first of all, it's so quick. Oh, I wanted to say, too, one of those guys, for some reason, in the I think the guy in the backseat, he reminded me of, like, a Asian Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> he, he just did. had a funny yeah. face. Yeah, no, I think it was a driver. Uh, well, yeah, the, uh, one of the two, but they, they definitely had a funny look to him. Uh, <laughs> but that scene where the camera actually, like, goes around the seats while he's stabbing the guys yeah, and killing that them, was really pretty, good. pretty awesome Absolutely. fucking work. After that, he goes to the doctor's office. He goes to the doctor's office, gets treatment, and threatens a doctor because the doctor talks down to him, telling him uh, to be careful, essentially. And then he notices that the receptionist is a woman, and he tricks her into... He tricks her and corners her and forces her to go down on him. Now the secret agent man under, uh, hears all of this and he comes in. Comes to the rescue again. Fucks him up yep. and he breaks his leg. Although yeah. he cuts, he his, cuts Achilles his Achilles tendon. tendon. And it, he severs it and it's so up close. And he tells the girl Ugh. not to leave because he's going to need medical care after. My ankles were hurting watching it's that It's a gory scene. Like, it's like, you know, in Pet Cemetery that uh, Fred Wynn character, the Herman Munster character. Right. That was a neighbor in Pet Cemetery. Right. When when the when the baby slices his Achilles tendon, I always fail that one. This one was like a rusty version of that. It was just that much more grotesque. It was such a good such a good scene. Um, But then the battle was like also really cool because these are like mini epic battle scenes. Yeah, every time they fight, it's like holy shit. Like I did like the fact that Secret Asian Man. Secret agent man was uh, showing up at the right moment. Just, you know, like, you know, you're like, oh, my God, get there. You know, like he did it right, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at the, to save the day for the the poor girl on the school bus. And then this poor uh, receptionist, he came in with like a. a he hit him it? with the fire well, extinguisher. Fire extinguisher right to the face. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Um. I mean, he he definitely had the upper hand the whole time. Like, he could have just fucking taken it into his hands, took the guy back to his torture murder room, and just had his way with him, which is probably what I would have done. I would have probably... Well, I'm not saying I would have Allegedly. done any of these things. <laughs> However, it would make more sense to me to take him back into his te- torture dungeon because, one, there's no neighbors. There's There are no neighbors whatsoever. Two... It's uh, already set up. And three, you just wear gloves and take all of your DNA with you. Like wear a, a fucking hairnet or something, right? But uh, and so it's, it's just more convenient, you know, or just leave them for the police. But what he did, I, I understand that grief makes you do stupid shit sometimes. And everybody grieves differently. And there's no right way to grieve. But it was so irresponsible for him to let this guy go because... Mm-hmm. There's this so woman, too. this nurse, he saved her life, but she still had this man rape her mouth. 
Yeah. You know, she he still made her strip, you know. And later on, we find out that later on in the scene that like he he allows things like that to still happen, specifically to his father-in-law at some point at the end of the movie, you know, and and to his his sister-in-law. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, these things happen because of his negligence. Yeah. Um and at one point the father-in-law calls him and is like, I need you to stop because they, they think it was me doing all this, but I know it's you. Stop it. And he will not stop. Yeah. Even the the, the girl who got decapitated, you know, she, uh, the, the hit random hitchhiker girl who got picked up, she might have lived if he would have, because. Uh, that was before. Oh, was he, it? Oh, um, right. Yeah, it was before. was before. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But that little girl wouldn't have gone through all that trauma. Sure. Exactly. Um, now, is there a wrong way to grieve? I think killing people in your grieving process is probably the wrong way to grieve. Um, however, one could argue that it is um, a psychological snap. like the, the revenge thing? The revenge thing. Yeah, one can argue that you're out of your mind with grief. However, that would be an incorrect way to grieve. Not that, okay, how do I say this? If you have the urge to do that and you don't act on it, it's still a correct way to do it. You know how I've never been so mad you just want to sock a sucker in his nuts? Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean that it was right because assault is not right. But you can have the feeling and you just process them away. You meditate on that shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this movie keeps going. It like, goes, I and there's so it, many great scenes. There's one point where well, we find out that oh, it's one scene when he finally gets well, as caught as possible. Um, he ends, they both end up at the hospital. The secret agent man and old boy end up at the hospital, and the old boy, the then the the serial killer guy, he ends up listening in and understanding he has a tracker in him, and he gives himself diarrhea. That was the, probably one of the grossest scenes. The grossest the scene, thing. yeah. Because yeah. he, he goes into the poop and digs out the, the tracker. Device. And he has like diarrhea. Yeah. Like and then I think he the puts diarrhea it in somebody else's mouth. Of too. diarrhea. And he puts it into a police officer's mouth, yeah. steals his car, and makes a break for it. Now, he ends up at a friend's house who ends up being a fucking cannibal. They are like the, I was going to say they're kind of like the uh, Firefly family in a weird way. Kind you of. Know, a little cannibalistic. There's Apparently this guy, the cannibal guy, he was holding the daughters who live in the house hostage and keeping their home because he needed a place to be. Now he had storage, uh, sorry, uh, deep freezers. freezers full of women. That he they've killed. Yeah. Now, do you think he kills the women and then gives his friend the body parts to eat? I don't know, because it sounded like they hadn't seen each other in a while. In a while, yeah. Yeah. But a while could have been since his last victim. Also, what do you think that that guy was really eating? I don't know. It looked like he was eating Pork like belly. raw meat. <laughs> oh, man. Hopefully, like some kind of jelly or something. Yeah. Because it was, it was jiggly. It was... He like filleted it really nice, sashimi he, almost. Yeah, people sashimi. Yeah, um, but it was pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty good scene. Uh, it was gross. It was so fucking gross. Anyway, that is an epic battle, and in and of itself, like just the maze of just going from killing to killing to killing in this one confined area was pretty fucking cool. 
But, but the problem then becomes the police already know that it's a secret agent man. And they already know that this old boy guy. Right. And they're trying to catch both of both them. Both of them, right. And that's the other thing, too, with, like, I guess, you know, by him prolonging it, he's also putting himself more and more in the hot seat because now he's um, a suspect, too, just in general because he's committing, I guess, crimes against this guy, you know, I mean. He's essentially harboring a fugitive. Yeah, well, he's being <laughs> a vigilante also, which, you know, vig- revenge and vigilante justice is not necessarily something the law Legal, wants yeah. you to do. Um, did we, did we, we, there was that one scene too, where he got a hook to the foot. Oh, there's just like so much brutality. A fishing in hook. He yeah. stepped on a fishing hook with his He like foot. home alone, this guy, but in a more like <laughs> adult R rated way. This is what happened if Macaulay Culkin's family never came back from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, the movie was not over yet. Like he's, he's still, um, actually what, at this point, his idea is I'm going to turn myself in. I'm going to. Who's he? Um, the killer, um, old boy. He's like, because he now knows that the the um, first girl that he killed has like a family, right? So his his motive now is I'm going to go back and kill the family members, meaning the father and mm-hmm. the sister, and then I'll turn myself in so that this he guy can't kill ta- me. Yeah, he also tells him that his girl was pregnant because he didn't know. Oh, right, yeah. He, yeah. The, the, so uh, he goes, um, so Hyung Chul goes to the house. Okay, so he's he calls the police and says, "Hey, I'm going to turn myself in. I'll be right there, right?" Right. And uh but first goes to the house of uh of Jang, the police chief, the mm-hmm. father of the fiance. And he kills him in the most Well, he assaults him. I don't know if he dies, but he does kill the sister when she shows up and yeah. leaves her wrapped up in like a carpet in an alley somewhere. Yeah. That that's the one that's victim who we don't see though, right? We, we don't see don't... her murder because I don't I don't think he killed her in the in his um what is the word? In his ritual way. Right. He just kills her because she showed up. Um but I, oh, I until it became obvious that he this was revenge, I thought maybe the sister set up his her own sister to get killed because of a few things because i thought oh she looks like she might be a teacher and maybe works at the school okay right? i thought maybe she wasn't because she does seem to have some kind of desire for secret agent man i thought maybe she was like i'm gonna get my sister out of the way yeah i know, you know? I, I could tell that your uh brain was uh working different scenarios up with the the sister character i know yeah. you always have your theories there was a little something <laughs> off about the sister but who knows i mean apparently there wasn't she just was a normal person and her sister died and then her she died a gruesome death and her father i don't think he did die or he was almost like beaten to death um because he got smashed in the face pretty hard with the dumbbell, too yeah. with the dumbbell right oh yeah it was, was it was grotesque so now he tries to turn himself in, but Secret Agent Man kidnaps him. Yeah, takes and, him back to his torture dungeon and 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 does a doozy on he him. He does some sort of like Fast and Furious kind of crazy uh, car uh, maneuver where he busts <laughs> off the door and then like drives and then like fishtails sideways and like scoops up old boy <laughs> and like kidnaps him and drives off. Well, so here's the thing: he takes him back to his torture room, right? Mm-hmm. To to the Old, old boys, boys from, yeah, yeah, and this is where you start seeing 
old boy pretend to be emotional. And you kind of feel a little bit of his fear because he's such a great actor. You feel a little bit of his fear, but then that fear gets overcome by the, I'm mad, I am tough, you mm -hmm. know? And it's just, it's so interesting to watch. You see the break, complete breakdown of the secret agent man character. It's just so, it's so, I, <laughs> the FBI is going to get me is on this he, one. It's so relatable. Is he just acting though? Is he just doing that to try to maybe get out of it? Either? Yeah, I think so. But what, okay, so what he does, what happens is the serial killer character gets placed under the guillotine. Yes, he does. And, and, and he has to. He has to save his own life on his own. He leaves him with the guillotine's... Um, so the guillotine is fashioned to the door and then into his own mouth. So he has to hold on. He's got to bite down on this... On the rope. Handle, yeah. Yeah, so that the guillotine doesn't chop his own head off. Right. But at the same time, as the secret agent man leaves, we see a cab come up and drops off his parents and his son. Yep. And they hear him in there trying to get out somehow and they're opening the door and he's telling them not to open the door but he can't say it because he can't open his mouth so eventually the door opens up the guillotine decapitates him and his son watches his father's head roll, roll over, yeah. to the wall which he probably didn't give much of a shit about because he didn't well, care about his dad. He apparently did care about his dad because he only helped with giving him the address because he thought that they were going to help him. Right. Sure. You now, know, and did, now at the end of the day, just like in the oh, just like in the patient, you always care about your parents. Now, did the secret agent man call? He call, must have called the family and said, "Come meet here." Yeah. Because he's here, right? Yeah, but what a fucked up thing to do to a child. Yeah. The child had already been. In this broken home with a dad who doesn't give a shit about him, right? Neglected like a motherfucker. And now he's got all this trauma. Guess what that means? That is a new serial killer. Yeah. And see, that's where I'm thinking. Like, again, like, even though the movie was fantastic, the, the, the fact that he let him go in the first place, it just really was Very irresponsible. irresponsible. Yeah. Like, you had him take him back to his murder room and torture him slowly keep him alive for a long period of time and don't you know he you cut his achilles a tendon and all that i mean like just do something like that every day for the next couple years and just Death keep him by alive. a thousand cuts <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it just that you're right there's so much that happened bad by his you know tro just wanting to get more and more revenge i guess uh -huh. or i don't know like so crazy shit but but Made for a fantastic uh, movie and a, and a great ending, you know. Uh, again, a second. I, mean, I think this might be one of the first movies that has two decapitation scenes within the same movie that are both fantastic. So are they both decap? Well, we don't see his. We do. We see do we his see head get chop? cut. Yeah, we, yep. do we see the chop? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, maybe I We blinked. see the chop on his head and you see the chop on the 
the so which one would you consider the better decapitation? Uh, well, I think the first one was the most impactful because we didn't really so know about. Yeah, like we knew that there was head chopping off from the the first victim, the, yeah. the woman, but we don't see it. So we never know how that happened. I mean, f- he has this giant like fish cutting knife in the in the open, you know, first well, yeah, murder scene. They so they dismembers her. I wonder. I, I think you might be right in the because he he processes the body. Mm-hmm. He processes it like 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 well, a like some like a side of beef. Right. So that fish cutting knife we we think or we don't know, but could have been used to cut off the first head when they find the head mm-hmm. in the in the drain or river or wherever that was. But when we see the second one and it's full decapitation with a guillotine, that's where the impact is. When we see his head, we know it's going to happen because he's, it's tied to his mouth in the door and it's all like, uh-oh, it's going to happen. But, but it, it is pretty intense. And again, great CGI work or special effects of some nature. I'm not sure how they do. I think, or sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, or sacrifice. I mean, this looks so real. If, if this was old boy's last movie, I'd... Do an investigation into where he's at right now. <laughs> it's such oh my gosh. Okay, so this movie absolutely has it all. It has revenge. It has a serial killer. It has anti-wedding. It has anti-wedding. Can- <laughs> as cannibalism. It has um, ball smashing with a hammer. It has um, fast car races or. Uh, car chases. It has blood. It has guts. It has I mean, gore. Not you know. It has rape, which is yeah. You know. It does have rape. It does have great fight scenes. It has fantastic fight the scenes. The fight scenes really, really are just. It's got lots beyond. of blood. Yeah. It's got some shit. It's yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not for the rape scenes. Like it could be implied. Like, um, I'm not for the poop scenes. They could be implied too. Oh, that poop scene was gross. <laughs> <laughs> they could be implied. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that, with the imp- implying of it. Uh, just like in Texas Chainsaw, that bit, that hook to the back, it was implied. We didn't see it, but we knew it happened. I'm and telling it's you, it goes in her back. No, it, it does goes not. through her chest cavity out and the other out. side. <laughs> it's like the alien monster. I'm telling you, it does. You, you the gotta... inside joke is that I had a colleague who <laughs> insisted that the Texas Chainsaw, the original 1974, had a scene where the hook goes so far in her back that it comes out through the front. <laughs> And he we, he insists that that's the what happened, and that's just that just a testament to how great the implied violence was in 1974 without having to have those graphics. So that's what I'm saying. You can imply something, and it can still be impactful. Anyway, well, the Koreans it, don't. It doesn't tend take, to imply anything. They go right for the the meat and potatoes of it all. Yeah. Well. They didn't have meat potatoes on set. They were cannibals. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it, it doesn't take away. It doesn't add. I think it's a great movie. Um, it's the same director for the two sister, Tale of Two Sisters, which I remember seeing, but I don't remember it so vividly. I haven't seen that movie. No? No. Um, I 
may be wrong, but in my quick research too, I think somebody in this movie is also connected to the Lady Vengeance movie, which I also don't oh, know if okay. I saw. We'll we'll have to watch those. Like my brother and I are a big fan of that. I'm aware of all those movies. Yeah. Like they're definitely ones that I um, know exist in the in in the world. Braid <laughs> world of horror. <laughs> the wonderful world of horror. Oh, the oh. wonderful world of horror. We, <laughs> we went to horror nights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I took my kids to their first horror nights ever. I know. I was there. It was and pretty l- fun. Let me tell you, like, I thought my son was going to have a hard time because he's on the spectrum. He didn't give and a shit. It was autism for the win because he was the, like, "Hey, he'd get yeah." He 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 got like a, a guy got all in his face, and my son's just like. Oh hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, but horror nights overall was fun. It was it had fun. its moments. It had its at, moments. You know, um, the weekend is not as great as Rob Zombie as regards to horror mazes, but whatever. Well, we didn't go through his maze, so we don't know what it was about. But I'm I, just I assuming. Was, I was. <laughs> I definitely am still not sure why he was a spokesperson for this year's. I did appreciate Halloween horror nights. The Halloween movie uh maze we went to the michael myers house we went to the myers house it was good um it was cool there was was a few things but it was cool um we saw uh, a lot of like just just a lot of things i didn't like like there was uh well we can talk about another time yeah it was overall it was fun it's something that we got to do this past weekend and uh the wonderful world of horror wonderful world of horror Maybe that should have been our uh, podcast name. No, I like the ice cream parlor. Delicious. It's delicious. That ain't strawberry syrup. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, this was a fantastic movie. I would recommend anybody checking this one out. Um, I... It was very long. It's funny because I feel like we sort of breeze through just kind of talking about it in, in a very short it's period of time. It's because you have to watch the movie. It's, like it's no matter what we say, it's not going to do any justice. It is such a fucking good movie. Everybody should watch it. We watched the subtitle. Like it, it wasn't dubbed. We watched. We watched it the with right subtitles way. in or, Korean. In Korean with, with subtitles. subtitles. Yeah. Because like you just don't want to take away from it. Yeah, I I can't do the uh, dubbed versions for those. I will gladly we try watched to... it on Hulu for free. Yeah, it's on well, Hulu. Well, for Hulu. Um, what do you think about the title, though? Like, I don't really think the title really has any... Like, I saw the devil... It... I think that's just the translation issue. Is it the translation? But even if it's translated, the thing is, like, I just... I mean, I feel like it throws you off a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It, hearing the word devil makes you kind of connected to some sort of maybe a more spiritual ghosts and the was, devil <laughs> and I don't know. Like I was waiting for like it to be like okay, so here's the thing. You know possession. how my this is not a theory thing, but it's a this is what I was thinking, Heidi theory thing. I don't have a theory on this one because we saw the reality of it, right? But hear me out. <laughs> the movie is I saw the devil. So I thought it was kind of going to be like, what's that movie, that Denzel movie? Uh, Man on Fire? No. Training Day? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it was the one where the bad spirit gets transferred by touch. I thought it was going to... 
The Book of Eli? No. What? Denzel movie? That's Fallen. Like, what? Fallen? I don't Is know. Is it a Denzel movie? I haven't seen one that he's done anyway, that has to do so with there's spirits. this. So, okay. Uh, my thought was, what if when he kills old boy, the devil that was inside him making him do all of these things transferred over to the secret agent man who then becomes the same the kind new, of monster yeah. but more skilled and with more access to people, weapons, uh, areas, what have you. So I thought, oh, shit. But no, it was never a spiritual movie. Nope. Uh, but and, and that makes sense because at all. it that makes sense, and I think it is a translation issue um, because um, isn't the devil like just Christianity and Catholicism? No, not necessarily. I mean, Did, so do, is there a devil specifically in Islam? Yeah, really, the devil. Yeah, I mean, but those are all him, from those Abrahamic religions, right? Well, yeah, I mean, like Satan. They call it Shaitan, but uh, Satan. Well, that's a pretty name. <laughs> It is. It's a pretty name. Like I wouldn't name my dog Satan, but I'd probably name my dog Shaitan. You're funny. It's a nice name. <laughs> just, all of our, uh, all the Muslim listeners just dropped off. Right oh there. yeah, because we have lots of Muslim <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Your sister, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know what the Korean, you know, religious perspective is on that i do think I know I that something about in my it. my head i was thinking well again like was this like a possession to thing is this guy doing these really bad things because oh. he's possessed by the devil but no he's basically he's just, just an he's just yeah um, he's the uh, a version of what um a definition of what we would say is devilish acts you know yeah so i just looked it up and the literal translation for it was evil spirit or demon. See that even that that doesn't like if I went to see a movie called Evil Spirit or Demon, I'm thinking it like would it's exorcist have or something. Formiga in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. I don't know. Like this is definitely um, has nothing to do with that. Which again, I'm. I'm actually very happy that it didn't have anything to do with the devil or possession or spirits or ghosts. Yeah, because and then I, we can relate to it more. Yeah, like, and I'm also reality- happy that it didn't have a backstory too much. Like, yeah, I just. I, I do need that. appreciate there's a place for like possession and demon movies. Like I want to do a whole series on the conjuring universe um, and just the Warrens in general. But um, the reality is reality is fucked up enough. Like people do fucked up shit to each other and watching a movie like this, it really just reminds you that the reason why this world is fucked up it's not because of this made-up devil or made-up spirits. It's just the simple fact that people are disgusting to one another. Yeah. Well, there's different levels of it. Like, for example, I mentioned the Firefly, Firefly family. Um, because, you know, we got this guy who's, like, eating cannibal. And then, like, he had a, a girlfriend who was kind of crazy or whatever. You know, whatever. I think that was one of the captured sisters that lived in the house in the first mm-hmm. place. Oh, maybe. Um, but the one thing that's different between, like... A devil's rejects kind of family, and the you know old boy character is is um like he's living oh the old boy character's living like a life uh where he's just masking it all over he's a 
school bus driver. He's driving kids home from school. He probably that's probably his daily route. Like he probably drops those girls off every day mm-hmm. or something, you know? Uh, yeah, you're right. I think the only reason why he acted on it is because he started getting a call from the school and he knew something was up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, but to contrast that with something like the Firefly family, like they are just mentally crazy and they're just inbred. killing and inbred <laughs> and murdering and just, li- you know, they're filthy, disgusting people. You know what I mean? Like, whereas he can li- mask it over, he can go blend in with regular society and nobody knows the difference. And I feel like in some ways those people are scarier because you don't know who they are. You could be standing next to them in the grocery store line and they're going home and doing some fucking crazy shit. Whereas if you were standing next to Otis or baby in the, <laughs> in the grocery store line, like, why do they smell like pennies? It's then, blood motherfucker. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're probably at Walmart, if you're next to them, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're at red hot pussy liquors. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you well, know what I mean? Like, if you see somebody like that, you're like, okay, this which person is, what is makes, crazy. Yeah, which is what makes these movies uh, so much scarier than something like Poltergeist or something. Because you can choose to believe in it. You either are part of the religion and it affects you or you're not. You know, you can't be – it won't affect you. But this is the reality in which we live. It's based off of a real-life cannibal killer, the you know, rapist. killer. The raincoat killer, yeah, and and he's not like the only killer. Like there are hundreds of serial killers that we don't even know about. Uh, hundreds that we do know about, and they do these kinds of things. That's what makes it so much worse. Um, I can I cannot tell you that I can easily watch The Exorcist. I can't, but I can. Really? I, I can't easily watch The Exorcist. It has to be in the daytime. But I can tell you that I understand that The Exorcist 100% made up. And I, when we did the episode on it, I even explained why it was mental health. But um, something like something like true crime, something like this, I can watch as background noise when I'm doing something. Because I don't know, I think it feel I feel like it keeps me like head on a swivel. Oh, motherfucker, want to do this? I am going to. Counterattack this way. Like, it gives me the ability to say, all right, this is how fucked up people are. I'm prepared. Yeah. You can watch Rosemary's Baby anytime you want, though. I love that movie. That's one supernatural one that you just, you can put that on and just uh, clean house and cook food and bake. (laughs) And I do. (laughs) My food's so much more delicious when I'm cooking with the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, that's all for today. All right. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I do too. I really do want to watch the Lady Vengeance series with you. That would be cool. Okay. It's a series? Well, there's three movies that tie in together. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, interesting. I, I know of the title. I don't know much of the back story on it. So, yeah, yeah that would be something to check out. We also, I know we made mention to uh, TCM, but we got to do an episode on on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, I think it's long time coming. It just happens to we've, be one of the best. We've talked about it time. many, many times throughout. I don't know how many seasons of this podcast we're in one. right now, but <laughs> we we got to do that one soon. That one's a classic, and uh, you know we should uh, we should dig into that for a little bit. I love that movie. That movie is so good. 
What do you think about the uh, new Halloween that's going to be coming out soon? It's like bittersweet because it's like the ending. It's the end. I saw, um, I saw a video that Jamie Lee Curtis posted, and she was crying when they were saying their goodbyes because it was the last. The last, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do know that, you know, um, there's a lot of crazy loose ends in the middle of the saga and you know for we're not like you know wasn't busta rhymes in one of the Bust, movies and L. O. Cool J okay? in a different one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but the point is like at this right now we have to at least give it up michael myers is the reigning supreme champion of he's like the the, the world wrestling federation champion of horror movie sequels because this is gonna make it 13 movies i don't think there's any other like main you know character that has 13 movies there might be some that can take down the crown but right now this is going to be the 13th one and i mean kudos you know there might be a couple sloppy ones in the middle but and i don't know how i i like the last uh two that came out how the the 2019 halloween Mm -hmm. and the halloween kills they were good i thought they were pretty good I mean, you know, the the last one had um, the whole, all the kid actors, I mean, the kids from the first one were grown up that and all that. Fun. that. That was fun, you know. Yeah. And I like that a lot of them had, like, the, the actual original actors reprising their roles, whatever. And now they're going to put it to an end. And, you know, it's all good. But um, I'm interested in seeing it just because, like I said, I got to give it up to Michael. They started it back in 70-whatever, 79, 78, what was it? 78? Yeah, was 79. It Halloween, I think it was 79, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a long time for um, a monster. You know, Freddy's sort of lost his thing. Jason's sort Freddy, of Freddy, something out scary there, when nowhere. he started being funny in his second movie, or the second <laughs> half of his first movie. I have so. thoughts on that pedophile. But anyway, that's it for tonight. All right. Well, it's good to see you again, and... On to the next one. I'm going to go make some devil cookies. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, bye. To check out what we're doing, visit us at icecreampodcast.com or you can find us on social media at Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast.